Welcome to Inside Aesthetics, the world's leading podcast for injectors and cosmetic businesses. I'm Dr. Jake Sloan, an aesthetic doctor based in Sydney, and I'm joined by my co-host and good friend David Segal, an entrepreneur and an aesthetic business mentor. Each episode of IA showcases unfiltered conversations with guests from around the world. In a sometimes disjointed industry, IA aims to help educate and connect our global community to raise the bar for both our businesses and our patients. To further support and educate our listeners, we offer a range of additional resources under our IA Patreon subscription service. This caters for injectors and business owners of all levels and includes interactive live Zoom sessions, webinars, hints and tip videos, private chat groups and exciting future content to come. To subscribe to IA Patreon, head to www.insideaesthetics.com forward slash Patreon or click the link in our podcast description. You should seek medical advice before undergoing any treatment or procedure and these podcasts do not replace a professional and bespoke consultation. We are on chapter 17 of the Injector Diaries, David. They're my favourites, I have to admit. They're I know, good fun. I, I know you like the technical ones, but I like, hear, no, I like, I like, I like hearing the stories. I like meeting people and having a good old yarn about why they're doing all this. So yeah, it's, well, it's good fun. we've got an interesting one today because we've got someone from rural Australia. Yeah. And uh, we'll get to that in a minute. But any messages before we kick off about Patreon, anything that's exciting yeah. that's happening? We do have a little bit of news. So um, for a long time, we wanted to set up a bit of a referral program within our Patreon. Oh, yes. So... Yes. You know, if you're not a patron, I guess it's not relevant. But to tell you, um, if you do join our patron, we'd like to reward you. Um, so rather than paying, you know, full price subscription, we can give you a little bit of money off. But there'll be more details um, sent to our patrons to tell you how it all works. Well, it's like a refer a friend program kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, good. And each friend you refer, the more money you get off. Perfect. So more on that coming. Um, we're recording a webinar tonight, so that would already be out by the time this podcast is out. But we'll be with Arthrex talking about PRP. Yeah, it's interesting. It's a very polarizing topic. So, yeah. That should be fun. Yeah. And then we'll also be doing another webinar on the 13th with our friend who joined us on a Latibo podcast, the Tox Talks. Right. Professor Saeed Heck. So we're going to do a bit of a deep dive on, I guess, how, how's Latibo been and, and how are people using it in real life? Yeah. And any nuances with, you know, dilution, dosage. Pattern, depth, all, yeah. all the rest of it. All that kind of stuff. Right. All the fun stuff out of the way. <laughs> so we are joined by Nikki McKellar from Charville. Charville. In, Charville. In, <laughs> is it, would you call rural Queensland? How would, how would you define it, Nikki? Sorry, I will let you tell us the story. Yeah, um, about 800 odd K inland from Brisbane. So yeah, pretty yep. pretty rural and remote. Yeah, mm. and for all of our uh, yep. people outside of Australia that wonder what a K is, we're staying, talking about kilometre. And if we're talking <laughs> in, that's in... Uh, well, the metric system, if we're talking about miles per hour, which is all American for miles, that'd probably be... Oh, I think it's about 1.6 Yeah, miles. something like that. A, yeah. long, a long way from, from, from a major city. Could we say that? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. And, what's it, what's a it, long way. and what's it like out there? Just paint a scene of, of, of Charville for us in terms of, you know, how big's the town, how many people are there, what kind of, yeah, you know, stuff so you've got there. the population's about 3,500. Right. Um, and... Yeah, like it's it's pretty. It's probably one of the bigger. Like back in the day, um, Charleville would have been was one of the major hubs out in this um, out here. When you know wool, wool prices were really good, and there was like you know seventeen pubs in town, and <laughs> wow. you know there was a doctor here doing surgery every day, and, and you know hundreds of babies born at the hospital. But like everything that happened out in these areas, you know there was sort of centralisation of services, and so lost a lot of. Um, the population lost a lot of services, but Charleville's still sort of hanging in there. Yeah. Um, but our next, our nearest 
biggest centre would be Roma, which I'm not sure of the population of Roma, but it's a fair bit bigger than here. And the, but the, the nearest biggest one besides that would be Toowoomba. That's like six, 650, 700 k away. But yeah, but child, it's hanging in there. Yeah. Um, but it's like red, you know, red dirt, um, mulga trees is a sort of the right. what we get around here. And um, yeah, it's just I I like it. I, it's it's a, yeah. it's a good place to live. And you got the the big red kangaroos there. Is that where? Is that where they yeah, are? Yeah, plenty of different kangaroos. So for all those people, yeah, bilbies, we got the bilbies centre here. Yeah. <laughs> so if anyone listening, those kangaroos that look like they're on steroids with the big muscles, <laughs> those ones. they're from where you're you're from. We don't really have them here in, on the <laughs> eastern seaboard too much. And have yeah. you lived there all your life, or did you move there? Yeah, I was born here. Right, I was born here. Yep, forty-seven years ago. Yeah, and my um, two of my three sons were born here. My father was born here, so there's a few generations. Yeah, so mm. not likely to leave anytime yeah. soon. No, I went to um, I went to boarding school. I have lived elsewhere. I have I have got, I have gone out of the town, ventured out a few times. Um, but I went to boarding school in Toowoomba, and then um, did my went to uni in Brisbane, and did midwifery and all that, and then came back. Was living in Brisbane and came back here for a weekend and met my husband at the pub. So then I came back. There we that's, go. That's a local story. Where exactly. else are you going to meet them? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Might be the post office. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So you you, t- you touched on your training. You're a nurse practitioner. So you know we know what that is. But for maybe our international listeners or maybe you know more junior injectors who who aren't quite at that level, what 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 are your roles as a nurse practitioner and what did you have to do to train to do that? Yeah, so I did my nurse practitioner training back in 2008. Um, I actually did it in midwifery because at the time we were really suffering with having a stable um, obstetric service um, and someone suggested to do that, not obviously to replace obstetrics, but to be able to have some advanced skill in that area. So even though it's very generic, the pharmacology and assessment and everything when you do your nurse practitioner study is quite generic but then your case studies and where you're working is in your specialty area. So I did that. That was, yeah, back in 2008 in between having two of my three boys and um, then there was no position like the ACM. The Nurse College of Midwives came back and said there's no such thing as an advanced midwife. All midwives are advanced practitioners. Mm. You know, you can't work in this type of role. So then I sort of just continued to have my babies on maternity leave and stuff like that and just always in the back of my mind was oh, I'd like to I'd like to utilize this um this skill that or you know this degree that I've gone to all the trouble of um of getting. Um and then it was only 2017, 2016, 2017. I was in the nurse unit manager role here at the hospital in between these times. And um that's a soul destroying job. I won't ever do that <laughs> management. <laughs> Wouldn't do that again. Um and the the health service got funding for nurse practitioner positions um and so we just had to put in for credentialing because I was in the num role in out here which is quite a clinical role as opposed to what management what nurse unit managers would do in other bigger areas um I got credentialed in rural and remote emergency so that was sort of where I started um and then my re-credentialing um the second time I got primary health care added as well so I do a day in emergency mm-hmm. and um then the other days uh, at the health clinic where I one day I sort of do a chronic disease focus and the other days it's basically walk-ins on the day, you know, might be a repeat script, it might be, you know, back pain, it might be whatever, Yeah, yeah a, mix, a great mixture of things. Yeah. Mm. So the burning question that I have, Nikki, is cosmetic injectables in an extremely rural part of the country, and I mean I – 
this is going to sound condescending, but it's not meant to be. I had clinics in Canberra, which I thought was rural <laughs> because, yeah. you know, small, small population, quite conservative. Um, going back 10 years ago, people would come in and we've spoken about this on the podcast before. There'd be cash under the table in paper bags. No one wanted to talk about it. And I think that's still, I've got clients that I consult with that are in Mudgee and in different parts of the country. They're not quite in the city, not quite as, you know, inland as yourself, but there still is that mentality that they don't want to look like they've had something done. It's sort of frowned upon a little bit. And so I'm curious, what was your motivation for moving into this area of nursing? Um, and I'm assuming there wouldn't be too many other people doing what you're doing there. And, you know, the kind of reactions that you get from the local community when it, when it comes to talking about these treatments, because I, I would assume that there's quite a lot of sun damage sort of in this part, in this part of the world. Uh, people want good skin, but the whole thought of getting augmented with fillers and freezing muscles with toxin would be quite sort of shocking to them. So could you just talk us through like the motivations and, you know, what the mindset is yeah. in, in your community? So initially it was like a curiosity. Like I myself um, I've thought about lip filler for like, I don't know, five, ten years um, and went and had two consults before I actually went ahead with it. <laughs> I had to travel to Roma um, three, three hours away to have that done. Um, and so, and that was purely like the, my, I'd never had any wrinkle until I did a training thing, I don't know, two years ago. Like I just, it's, it's just when you go away to have to on holidays or something, it's not really the time to be having, well, particularly dermal filler because you don't want to look like have bruises, so, you know, if you get bruising or anything like that, you don't want to have that going on. So it was sort of, it was curiosity, but I hadn't had a lot of exposure myself to, um, any treatments. Um, part of it was, um, financial, like, to be honest, part of it was like a side hustle that I've got two, I've got boys going to boarding school and I, and I just felt like I needed to see, like supplement my income with something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know people don't like that when you say that. No, you know, it's the truth. Like, yeah. You can be in it for the passion, not for financial, but that was part of the impetus. Um, and, and I just thought, why, sh- I don't know, like we miss out on so much out here. Like we just don't have so much that we don't have access to and I thought you know what why not like most other small places they have someone fly in fly out I don't particularly like that model for cosmetic injectables um because if something goes wrong I don't know what do you what do you do then Mm. um then well to me then the honest the onus is on me to go back to them and so if I were to drive out you know drive out to Coolby which is two hours west um Kalamala which is two hours south you know, Tambo, which is two hours north, any of these places around here, if I was to go out to those places, then, you know, I've got to go back if something goes wrong. So, um, yeah, and like the, and the people here who do, there's actually, it's amazing the amount of people who, you know, I, I never thought of in town who did it, who now that I've opened, you know, you realise that people have been doing it for quite some time, but they're travelling a lot of distance and then they're obviously not getting um, the two-week follow-up if, you know, if it's your first lot of any wrinkle and, you know, you just need a bit of an adjustment above your brow or something, and you're not getting any of that um, follow-up. Um, I even I even get the patients who I've already seen, and I, you know, I might be up to their third or fourth anti-wrinkle treatment now, I still get them back from their two-week review because I just think it's, and I'm obviously not, you know, that busy yet that I can afford to do that, but I just also think it's it's a nice um, part of the service. Um, yeah, it's funny, the they are very conservative. The response in town, it's been mixed, but it's <laughs> funny to me. I feel like it started the conversation, yeah. um, you know, that people used to not talk about it, but now more and more people are talking about it. Um, um, and I, and 
it's sort of where I am is right near a busy coffee shop, so it's funny. That's that's a funny thing when people are sort of coming in, they're a bit like, oh, <laughs> a lot of people sitting there watching them when they walk into my clinic. What are you going in there for? Um, <laughs> skincare, you're right, it's a big thing, and I feel skincare has been a, an important, it, and it's been a good sort of um, like I would I would never. I'm glad I introduced skincare because I think that like out here, as you say, it's it's vitally like even just like good basic home again yeah. because. All we have access to is what you can get at IGA. Yeah. Um, all the chemists, like just your, you know, your sort of drugstore bloody type of um, topicals, not, you know, nothing of any substance. So, yeah, there's just a lack of access to a lot of that stuff. And I just thought, yeah, why not? Yeah. I had, um, um, and there's no one else in town doing it. Yeah. I had yeah. images of you going down to the pub and then everyone turns around <laughs> and the music stops and everyone goes, the Botox person's here. <laughs> and, and the funny thing is everyone's actually probably been to see you. They're just pretending that they well, haven't. Because you can yeah. tell that because no one looks surprised, you know, so you. <laughs> I do. Um, no raised eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do go, have you been to Nikki? Have you been to see Nikki? Yeah. Um, my husband did, he, uh, he ran into a, a bloke down the street once a few months ago and he said, oh, I think my wife's come to see your wife today. And Mark said, well. She needs to pay for boarding school fees. And he said, my kids aren't going to be able to go to school because you're <laughs> I said, I'm going to be hated by lots of men, lots of husbands in town aren't going to like me, I don't think. Um, before we get into uh, maybe your clinic and your business and who you're seeing, I'm just curious to know, how did you train? You said, I think you've been there for two years now. So, you know, still in your... No, 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 no. Oh. I, so the first training was, that was when I first sort of started looking into it and doing so the first, I, I I reckon it would have been a good two years. I was starting to like I'd start to follow people on social media because mm-hmm. um, up until this sort of interest in this, my social media was full of like gardening stuff and <laughs> fitness stuff. Anyway, now my social media is full of cosmetic stuff. Um, so I started following a couple of people and I DM'd a few people about how the how do you get into this? Like what what do you do and how does one go about you know. Um, getting a start, um, very difficult to A, to get a straight answer and B, often to get an answer at all. Um, So that was a bit tricky. Um, So I did, I think it was, uh, well, actually I won't say who I did it through. So I did a two-day course Mm -hmm. um, and I'd messaged the company that I was doing it through before I paid the, you know, nearly four grand or whatever it was. And I said, now, I just want to be clear, are you telling me that I can do this course and then I can just go home and start injecting. Oh, yeah. And I went, oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, so I went to Brisbane and did the course. And um, the first day was theory. And the second day was practical training. And we were doing nasolabial folds with cannula. We were doing lips. We were doing, um, you know, the anti-wrinkle upper face. Um, we were doing cheek. Like it was just, poof, yeah. I don't know how many different procedures in the one um, probably six hours, six hour training day. And I just went, oh yeah, no, 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 sorry. I don't feel at all comfortable to um to go home and start doing that. Yeah. So um, then I spoke to a, um, a nurse, uh, Leah, who was, she she actually has, she does a lot of rural type stuff too, up in Mount Isaac, Cloncurry. So she was a nurse at Jubay and um, she put me onto them. So I um, signed up to do onboarding with them mm-hmm. and that was much it was a much better setup in regards to training um because you had your 
yeah, um, theoretical component, your 40 hours or whatever it was that you did in the lead up. And then it was four days of training. And it was like three days, you know, two days of any wrinkle up the face, just the three areas, doing them back to back. And then your lips, cheeks, and chin with the filler and just, and with needle, obviously. And yeah, and that to me was like, okay, great. Those three things, or three things of filler, three things of any wrinkle. That's that's great because obviously there's so much stuff you can do and so many different ways of doing it. So that for me was a much um, uh, made me feel a bit more um, comfortable, even though then I was driving back out here and completely by myself. But the you know the backup and support that that they provide is really good. Yeah. Um, and then I was just like, all right, well you've you've spent a lot of money to to do this. You just got to go and start doing it. So. Um, Came home and then the following Friday I had my first clinic, which was the seventeenth of March this year. Wow! Okay, so, so I'm a real baby. I'm a real no. That's baby. brilliant. And I, I guess that yeah. dynamic of being in complete nowhere and alone, but also being junior, sort of adds to to sort of that. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's interesting. Yeah. And so, did you just decide to open up your own clinic? I mean, how did that all kind of eventuate? Yeah, so. so um, I'd, I'd already before I went and did the training with Jubay, I'd I'd got my picked my business name and like got my ABN and did all that stuff and 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 found a location. So a mate of mine, she's got some, this little space that we're in that she does um, massage in. So right. I've um, and it's got a, it's got a sink and everything like that all set up because it used to be a, a beauty thing, I think. Um, yeah, so she was happy. She'd signed the lease on the on the. Um, building in November last year and then yeah I came on board with her in March so um yeah so that that was it like honestly I it's all just been um okay well I okay well I need to do that and I'll just do that and yeah it's not I, I no no great thought went into the the setting up of the business David I'm not yeah at all that's okay I just yeah. so you're just um like sub sub renting a room from this lady yeah I just sub from her yeah right okay. and I and I work out of it once a fortnight um so yeah and that and I guess that's it's it's this is a difficult thing in a in a smaller area like it's 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 gaining traction like it certainly um is gaining a, a lot of traction and the skincare side of it as well has um has added to it um but it's and I probably next year I will look at doing a day a week I don't I, it's never going to be like you know one of your types of clinics, you know, you guys in the bigger area where it's something you can do full time. At. And I don't want to do it full time. I, I love my job um, as a nurse practitioner um, for Queensland Health, so I do, I, I do enjoy that. Um, so it's, it's not ever something that I set out to do to go. This is what I want to do full time. Um, but I, and I, yeah, and I think that it's, it's, it's finding a space for that because I feel like. It's a little bit in this industry, go big or go home. Yeah, like it feels a little bit like that. Like that people sort of, you know, you got to you got to kit out your own, you get your clinic. Like you're gonna, you know, spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to kit out this beautiful new clinic, and you, you know, it, I, I don't know. It can feel a little bit overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't think that type of um, template is for everyone. Yeah. Um, but flip side of this is is me getting the experience and the exposure, you know, um, to to offer more services. I mean, obviously I'm never, I mean, Dubai don't um, sign off on filler to the high risk areas anyway, but I would never, I don't, I'm never going to learn nasal labial folds. I'm never going to learn um, brow, any, any filler in the high risk areas. I'm not like we don't, our nearest op, op, you know, ophthalmologist 
um, emergency is Brisbane. It's like, you know, so I would never, yeah. not that I, I know the risk isn't isn't gone when you're injecting other, but I certainly wouldn't look at injecting any. Yeah. But, yeah, you are, you, you realise how isolated you are. You yeah. are very isolated. I mean, I don't, think I don't think there's anything wrong with the approach that you've taken, this whole concept of go big or go home. I mean, I think, you know, there are certain situations where that's appropriate and people with, you know, in, you know, in cities where there's bigger populations, you've got more of a yeah. converted market. I think that potentially could be more appropriate. But, you know, if you've managed to locate a, a room where you can sublease and you don't have ridiculous expenses, you haven't spent a fortune fitting it out and then just slowly, you know, yeah. month by month. And I, I think you'll be surprised. I think, you know, you saying that you could never see this full time. If you've got three and a half thousand people in your town and the population's growing year on year, I assume. Yeah, yeah, it's look, it, it's only been the last probably 18 months. Yeah. You can just, I don't know officially what the numbers are, but you can certainly, well, it's probably post COVID, really. Yeah. You can certainly um, um, feel that there's a shift. Yeah. Some of that, though, is, um, you know, we did, <laughs> some people Google cheapest real estate <laughs> in Queensland and child offers. <laughs> so we get a few of those, get a few of those, um, yeah. those type of people. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a few new businesses opening and, 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 and it's been good because people are quite like when people talk to me about, it, they're like, oh, that's so cool that you're doing this in Charleville and, you know, yeah. so I, yeah, I, it's, yeah, it's good. And it's all about word of mouth where you are, I assume. I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't think like a social media campaign is probably going to be, uh, yielding much no. of a result for you. So I, and you know, the word of mouth is, is a slow burn, but I think you'd be surprised. I think you'll end up quite busy. Um, yeah. especially if you looked at down the track, you know, you, you said that skincare products have been a great, you know, for lack of a better term, like a gateway drug for you to get people yeah. in to the, into the clinic and give you an opportunity to talk to them about what cosmetic injectables can potentially offer them. But I potentially see you having a device at some point, like a multimodality device, which pretty competitive these days in terms of, of, of how much they cost and the ability to treat lots of, you know, sun-damaged and ageing skin, which something that could complement your injectables quite nicely. So I could definitely see you building to that point within the yeah. next 12 to 18 months where you might be there, you know, three days a week. I, I could, I definitely could see that happening. I, I think that um, if you're the only show in town and you've got, you've been there, you're a local, you're not like some, you know, city slicker intruder that's coming and trying no. to cash in on everyone, I think that, I think it could go quite yeah. well for you. Yeah, I think it's actually quite refreshing that you, you're very clear with your goal. You don't want to leave your current job, but you also enjoy the side hustle, if you want to put it that way, which is fine. You know, every injector that we've had on here wants to be busy, wants yeah. to be, you mm. know, the biggest and best injector in town, for, for want of a better word, whereas it's okay to, to, to not want that, but also to still enjoy injecting. Yeah. So that's yeah. kind of why we got you on, because I thought, well, you know, population of 3,500, I did look it up on Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> and I also, maybe I've got this wrong, is there a, a, a relatively large Vietnamese population there? Yeah, because we have um, um, local goat works right. um, that export a lot of goat meat overseas. And um, I think when they initially opened, um, they got a lot of um, Vietnamese immigrants um, for their staff. Yes. And then they still got a fair um, a fair few of them are Vietnamese, but the last few have been from um, Solomon Islands, I think. Okay. Um, different, few different, Fiji, a few different areas, yeah. So I was curious yeah. to know about who are you seeing? Like, is it mainly women? Do you see any men? Do you see any? Yeah, no, no blokes. No blokes. <laughs> None. <laughs> Not <laughs> even one. Really? <laughs> and my, and my husband, my husband um, <laughs> I've looked at him a few times and I've said, oh, can I just give you a bit of a joy? No, no, stay, get away, stay away from me. 
anyway, he won't let me. So already you're you're at 50% of 3,500 that you could actually treat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, younger, the younger girls are more um your lips your typical of what you expect from um you know the younger girls are more interested in yeah um and then but it's anti-wrinkle it's anti-wrinkle by far um is um is the most popular um so like i i've i've still probably i don't know only done maybe six or eight lips and like five cheeks or something um you know not like any five sets you know yes. um not not a lot not not the busy dermal filler when you talk dermal filler people just will like oh no because they just think big lips and they just think big yeah. puffy cheeks and they so it's hard trying to um yeah trying to this really reminds yeah, me of a, you know when i started 2008 albeit i was in london and wasn't in charleville but those conversations never saw men um difficult yeah. to talk about the hush yeah. hush and the cash and yeah. it's yeah. It, i, I kind of know where you're coming from even though it's obviously quite different so yeah 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 and what about your yeah. um appetite for collagen stimulators because i could see that being a market that yeah. could work quite well I did, um, yeah i did too i i did offer profiler like i actually yeah. i did a um i think it was about four or five with um profilo, but I and see this is where I'm <laughs> this is where I'm probably not the best yeah. businesswoman, David, yeah. because I was like, I don't know what this is like. I haven't had a lot of experience with it. So I offered it to a few of the people who'd been nice enough to have or had given me, you know, from the day I opened, yeah. they came and saw me and was doing any wrinkle. So I did it for them for like cost price. Um the majority of them had an amazing result. One lady no, but that's the other thing out here. No one will let you do before and after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I had I had one friend who was kind enough to um, to let me do it. Um, but yeah, I don't that that hasn't picked up. Whereas I I love it. I thought Profilo is amazing, um, and I'm very excited about Rejuren. Um, mm. When that, yeah, I see you're using a bit of that um, lately, Jake. So yeah, um, but it's just I don't know. I, I'm not. Yeah, and I'm not. And I guess this is a whole. This is a whole trade-off with still working. So I still work full-time with Queensland Health um, and then this as well. So I'm in, in quite busy. Um, so I guess if I did cut back a bit, maybe I'd have time to do some, you know, decent social media posts where I could talk about the benefits of it. But it, it's just it's it's finding the time. Um, and, um, yeah, but I guess that's what your trade-off is that you don't have the time to do things like that. But yeah, I, I saw some wonderful results with it. Um, but yeah, it's just mm. getting people to do it. I was going to mm. say, um, how far is it to say Brisbane or, or, or the other town that you mentioned, which was a bit busier? Um, Toowoomba is, um, and that's on the range there. Toowoomba's a pretty decent size. I think it's a couple of hundred thousand people, maybe. It's like seven, seven hours. Oh, and okay. Brisbane's. Yeah, Brisbane's eight. Okay, eight I was going to ask, but you've already answered my question. Maybe you could, you know, because it doesn't sound like you're, you're sort of tied into a contract. You could just say to your friend, oh, I'm going to have a break. But maybe you could have gone to, you know, subcontract somewhere else and maybe saw more volume of patients. And then, you know, once you felt a bit more comfortable with the filler and, and profilo and yeah. the other things, you could sort of yeah, sell it better, training. for want of a better word. Mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, it, the training's it's difficult because like and I mean your um you know, the WhatsApp, the um the IA WhatsApp chats, they're they're 
amazing. Can be overwhelming at yeah, times because there's so much bit. knowledge not there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's so much knowledge that it's like, oh God, I don't even know what they're talking about with half this stuff. Um, but it's they're so good. And like even after I think I posted something before what started the conversation about having this um this podcast. Um and I was talking about the same my same issue about how, you know, I wasn't very confident, didn't, you know, I hadn't had enough exposure with sellers and stuff. And then Kelly um, Beasy, she's a nurse practitioner from yep. Brisbane. She got in touch. I did a training day with her just oh, recently, brilliant. which was amazing. Um, Nadia, she's yeah. been amazing that, um, from um, Bathurst. Like there's some amazing people out there um, who have lots of skills and knowledge and who are willing to to share it. But it's just, it's, it's, um, it's just getting the, yeah, it's getting the time. And I've already taken so much leave this year mm. from Queensland Health to go and do a lot of training stuff. So that it's it's really hard trying to find that balance. And yeah, and like I don't get the benefit of um, you know, if you live in Brisbane or Sydney or Melbourne, like you get the um the farm reps. Like a lot of people go to training. Like I see the Jubay nurses all the time yeah. doing pharmaceutical training, and it's I can't, I just can't get there. Like it's a it's yeah. a trip to Brisbane. It's a yeah, yeah. It's a sixteen hour round trip every single time. And I was. I bought a um I recently bought a microneedling device. Oh yeah. Um exceed device. And the lady part partly the reason why I bought it was look, you know, it sounded it sounded a good device to me. But the other reason why I bought it was because um she was willing to come out here and train me. And so she came out, flew out on Monday, um, and then we were we were meant to be doing needling on two of my um patients yesterday and I came down with a dreadful gastro bug and so oh, no. she flew out here for nothing. Oh <laughs> god. Oh no. So I was like <laughs> I was like, I never get sick. What are the bloody odds? And I was like, I'm so sorry. What a waste of your time. But I well, you gotta buy if you... I could have dragged myself out of bed I would have. But mm. maybe it's been forty seven and I just don't bounce back like I used to, but I didn't move for twenty four hours. So yeah, so that was good. The one person who was willing to come out was a waste of time. So oh, you, have to, you have to buy the device after that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know There you go. <laughs> yeah, and I think, I think as well, you know, offering the skin treatments will bring people in who might be too scared, who actually might be interested in injectables. But, you know, if someone sees them walking in, like that's the assumption. Yeah. So if you mm. offer other treatments as well, it might make yep. it safe for people to walk in under the premise of I'm here for a skin treatment, but you can talk to me about yeah, injectables yeah. and maybe I'll get that done, but people yep. don't assume that that's all you do. So it might give them a bit of cover. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. <laughs> um, you mentioned our Patreon WhatsApps, but uh, how did you come across the podcast? I mean, were you looking for stuff for education and how long have you listened to it? Um, I, I think maybe someone, another nurse that I follow, maybe screenshotted one of your podcasts and shared it. I actually, I can't remember how I sort of fell into it, but um, yeah, it's it's amazing. I, I think it's great. Oh, thank you. No, I'm, really I'm sort of curious today, especially for someone like you, where you've got no one to speak mm. to, refer to, yeah, I'm anything. Sure, that's where I think it was someone that I that I maybe it was another Jubay nurse who shared one or something, and I thought, oh, I might listen to a couple of these, and might might learn a thing or two. Was there anything that we um, could kind of haven't covered that would be super useful for someone like you where you've got no one else around or, or is it more hands-on stuff that is most relevant at your stage? Um, it's, 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 look, to be honest, it's probably a bit, a bit of everything. Like I'm honestly like completely, and that's who was funny because I was talking to Kelly about it um, when I was training with her and I was like, you know, I'm, I've got 25 years' experience I've, as a nurse. I've 
um, you know, I said, you know, I feel I feel like a complete gumby. Yeah. You know, like, and I went when I when I do training with her. You know, the first patient I did for the day, like my hands like this. And I was like, oh my god, yeah. it's like just it's so weird when you know at my job in emergency. You know, you're stitching people up, you're doing this, you do it like you're very capable. But like she said, you know, she and she did say, you know, people who the ones like me who have you know very quite proficient in your role and have been doing it for a long time it's very hard and then step back into that um novice yeah. and um student role but yeah it's 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 been very hard to navigate that but anyway yeah. Yeah. kudos to you cuz some people their ego gets in the way and they say nah, mm. not doing that because i feel too silly i feel too too junior yeah yeah every um there's been lots of <laughs> there's been, there's been a few friends have had to talk me down the ledge. I've, there's been a few times that <laughs> if I probably if I hadn't invested so much money in training, there's been a few times I probably would have gone, oh no no, this is all just too hard. This is all too hard. But um, I'm I'm so pleased I did it, and I'm I'm really proud of myself for doing it. Um, um, but yeah, it's 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 not um not being simple. <laughs> yeah, I guess what I was trying to tease out is now now you've done it and you've done some training and you're working. What would you have done differently, or what would you say to a new injector that they should do or or, or, or avoid? Probably avoid a two day course. Okay, um, mind you, in saying that, it's education. Yes, like I was a bit dirty at the time because I was like, oh, um, that's a lot of money, but it's it's still education. So, which is good. Um, but yeah, that just it, well, I'll do. I'd say do your research, but it wasn't like I didn't try to do my research. It was just really hard to get an answer from anyone yeah. about the best way to go about it. But I guess there is no one best way or particular way to go about it because um, there are a multitude of different ways that you can get your foot in this industry. And if you're a cowboy, you can do a two day course and you can start injecting. Yeah, mightn't yeah. mightn't be the best outcomes, but <laughs> you can do. You know, you can do it that way. Mm. You can do it. Yeah, through. A, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think the two day courses are fine. As long as you don't sell it as you will be a competent injector after two days. I think, as you said, education is education and two days is better than no days. But Mm. to give someone Mm. the expectation that they're going to be like safe and competent on their own after two days, I I think that's where I have the issue with it more than the actual fact that it's a two-day training course. Yeah, I I rack my brain of how to make this better and and we've tried and (laughs) we've even set up some masterclasses coming soon, but they're for more intermediate or experienced injectors, but you know, we'll we'll get there eventually, but I don't know because the injecting is one thing. That's a very practical black and white thing. You put your needle there and you squirt some stuff in that is, it's sort of easy in a way, but it's understanding why you do it and have the experience Mm. to know, well, that face kind of needs a bit of a tweak compared to that one. And this is yeah. why I chose this dose and so on. That's what can't be taught in a day or even six months no. probably. Yeah. Um, no. So, you know, yeah. whether you go down the path of saying you've got to do a mentorship with someone or you've got to go and shadow, you know, a number of clinics for six months, I don't know because it gets too expensive and too difficult. Um, mm. And, you know, the, the counter argument is, well, I, I did a two-day course. In fact, I did a one-day course <laughs> back in 2007 or eight, I think. Yeah. Um, I haven't killed anyone yet and, and you haven't <laughs> killed anyone yet and uh, we're doing okay. Uh, and yeah. most other people who follow the same path, cause that's what available are doing. Okay. So yeah. uh, I don't know. Yeah. 
It's it's yeah. It's the yes. it's the million dollar question. How do we train? How do we train people better? Yeah. Well, that's kind of where all this regulation yeah. is yeah. sort of ramping up. So, what what, what have you heard about? Um, well, you've obviously had to abide by the the stuff that kicked in on yeah. July the first. But what are your thoughts generally on? Well, first about I it, think, but, but also how it might I impact think, you. Like, yeah, I'm probably probably lucky. I only started operating in March and didn't have bad habits. Yeah. And, you know, things like that that needed changes. So not not much really, because yeah, it was only it was only like the 17th of March was my first um, and I, my first clinic. And I don't, I haven't really of Juve in regards to forms and stuff like that. They because I just I use their forms. Mm-hmm. I, I script when I first started. I because I'm a nurse practitioner. I wasn't scripting for myself. Yeah. Um. Because I was like, no, no. I just no. I I just want them to do the scripting for me. And then I, after a few months, I was like, oh no, it's okay. I'm I, you know I still got the backup of of their um of their on call if I need it. Yeah. Um. But I could still use all their forms and everything. Yeah. Um. So they they updated all the forms to align with the new um changes. Yeah. Um. So in my clinic, not not much at all. Yeah. And um, I haven't had to change. Really. Have you had to use highlights yet? No, <laughs> no, no. Um, no. And yeah, that's um, that is something. And this is sort of where where I'm sitting now in my space. Like I'm I'm by myself, and now I'm just like so. Now I'm in the thing of trying to work out is is this the best space for me? Because if I did have something like that, I've only got two hands um, to, to to dial telehealth you know, to draw up my highlights, to keep my patient calm, um, to do all those things. So there's a new GP um, practice opening in town um, on next month, I think it is, and I've sort of reached out to them about whether or not to um, to move my space into their, um, mm. their area. I just, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, just the extra, yeah. I mean, I've got, I've got plenty of nurse mates in town and I'm sure I could call to come and, and hold things for me and help me with stuff. But, yeah, I don't have anything yeah. formal in place for that, which yeah, um, I have been like, okay, you've been okay so far, but you haven't done a lot of it. And, um, you know, there, but for, by, for the grace of God, go I. So, yeah, um, yeah you probably. Yeah, it's not, not a bad idea. I mean, you know, I don't think you'll need someone to hold anything, but just mm-hmm. someone around to reassure you to maybe, you know, be a runner if you need something yeah. else or pick up a phone, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. it's reasonable. I think the regulations yeah. are, are certainly going that yeah. way. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a good choice to, to speak speak to the GP. And in, in a weird way, in a town like that, you might actually get a regular referral service because you're the only person around and you've got ready-made patients yeah. seeing other doctors. So yeah. it could actually be great for your business as well. Yeah. Um, have you have you thought about the idea of, of ultrasound, given that you're, you're kind of so on your own and, you know, like if you did have something that did yeah, go. Yeah, I have. But, yeah, and again, though, I guess, like, um, I still haven't sort of really, well, well hang on, I, w- I, I wouldn't know what I've, what my expenses and recruit, what I've got. Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm a terrible, <laughs> my sister, my sister's an accountant. Um, so she does, she does that for me. But I, I honestly, I've just not got a business for, I mean, I've worked for Queensland, I've worked for the government for 20 odd years, I don't. And you know, I don't have a brain for any of that sort of stuff just yet. Hopefully, it will come. Um, but I don't think I have the capacity to purchase. But it, like, and I do have a lot of expenses at, at sure. home with the, you know, with, so it's it's been slow. I think yeah. little things slow, but surely, um, I think it'd be amazing. Mm. Um, and I use ultrasound at like at work for particularly in regards to um, intravenous cannulation and stuff. So I, yeah, I, I 
I think it's amazing. Yeah. But it's just yeah, yeah, they're not cheap. They're not they're not cheap. No. Um, so I'm curious, like, what your your sort of initial consultation process is like, and and the sort of conversations that you're having with these patients, particularly the ones that haven't had any treatment before. How how does that yep. typically go? And like, what are the general concerns or the the, the common questions that sort of come up? Yeah, so my, I mean, as I say, it's, it is usually anti-wrinkle. Um, so it's mainly like most, I think, out of them, like probably majority of them have had it before. There's been a few that have never had any treatment and I did their first yep. treatment. Um, with them, it's very gently, gently. And to me, any wrinkle is sort of really, you know, perfect for that. Like they're not, like I had, you know, one lady who's been to me for a couple of lots of any wrinkle and profilo and then just the other day, I did her cheeks and they looked amazing because um, Kelly had taught me when I did my training with her with the cheeks with a cannula. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, we did them the other day and she they looked, she had some, I'd do her crow's feet when she um, would come in for any wrinkle and she just had such volume loss mm. here that, you know, you couldn't see a great difference. And so that was like, and, and you can really, I, I get what you guys mean now when you talked about like the wow factor with filler that you can get. Um, whereas, you you know, you, any wrinkle's great. But they can be it can be very transforming that you know what you see what you can see and what you can achieve with filler. But see that that's been a what a relationship for the last few, however, since March mm. that's gotten us to that. Um, you know, so it, and I'm not at all a pushy. I'm not a salesperson. I'm not. I'm not at all a pushy person. Um, and you know, if they come in and and if they come in and they're not sure what they want. I find that a little bit overwhelming still because, you know, still with the whole full face, you know, assessment and, and all that, like it's, I, I find a little bit overwhelming. I'm getting better at it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, I, I had another lady the other day who was, um, you know, like I think she's in her 60s and, um, you know, quite a lot of sun damage to her skin, but a lovely lady. And just, we just, I, I talked to her about, you know, I think, I think she was only asking about any wrinkle. And I did talk to her about, you know, she again had mid face volume loss, and um, and the, you know I talked about you know your collagen stimulators and stuff like that. But any wrinkle was sort of what she was willing to start with. And I said you probably you know she had quite a lot of um, quite a few static lines. And I said look you're probably not going to see a great deal of a difference, but you know you might see a little bit. Anyway, she's she loves it. She can see she can see a difference already. And so that you know just building, I guess not. Not sort of going, well, I think you need this and I think you need this and I think you need, you know, five mil here and I think you need mm-hmm. all. And they just get overwhelmed. And I, I, the people out here, anyone, you might get away with it in other places, but they'll just walk out and they won't come back. Mm. Um, so you just, I, I just feel you've got to tread lightly. Um, I guess remember what it's like to be, you know, a first time, first time um, having any of this treatment because it's scary. Like, as I say, it took me how long to get my lips done? Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, we, um, yeah, you gotta you gotta go. That's that's sort of how I tend to tend to go. And I guess you know, in in the beginning, it was mainly they just um, book in for the any wrinkle, and then we just do the any wrinkle. But as I'm gaining um, experience, and knowledge, and confidence, I'm talking more about other things. And yeah, no, it's so it's, good. it's really refreshing meeting someone you know still young in their journey and sort of keen to learn. But don't feel scared to sort of diagnose your yeah. patient. It doesn't mean that you've got all the answers or you can do it. But just yeah. you know, not in a salesy way. Just get a few photos. You can focus on the on the anti wrinkle stuff, but just so they yeah. start looking at their face as a whole, because you yeah. know eventually you'll get to a point where you don't like being told this is what I want, and because yes, yeah. because you'll realise it's 
potentially there are other you know things that you can do but i hear where you yeah. where, where you're coming from and, and and all new injectors go through that they feel the pressure that maybe they can't deliver and do a total face treatment or or even consultation and so sure just yeah i think you're doing fine you just ring fence what you're good at and then yeah. you build on that so yeah um what what brand do, do you do you tend to favor and, and how did you choose that for anti-wrinkle um Oh, I use um, Zim and purely because it doesn't have to be cold chain when it comes. Yeah, I was going to say. I like it. I like, like, I've been getting results with it, but you don't have to. It doesn't have to be sent out in cold chain, which is a big, a big deal out here. Yeah. Um, so, but I get. I've never had. I've never had an issue with it, so it's been good. How, how easy is it? You know, if you if you look in your cupboard now and you go, oh, I'm a bit low. How, how far in advance do you have to order to get stock in? No, Juve turnaround time's pretty good. Usually, like maybe out here. Three days, four days at the most, probably. It's pretty <laughs> okay. good. Yeah. Fair enough. That's terrible for me, but okay, fair enough. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. In Canberra, we used to have to, we probably had, yeah, a couple of days. Yeah, yeah okay. So you're not in the city. It does. Yeah, does, no, it does. I mean, it's just, I mean, that's why I'm asking because I'm yeah. interested. But yeah, and, and then how about filler? Like what, what brand are you sort of aligned with? Um, I've mainly got Stylarge now. I was, um, I, I, I did really like, um, Tioxane, the RHA, but they're just expensive. Um, okay. But yeah, and again, I haven't had a great deal of um, experience with it. But I, but I like both. I've used uh, the RHA like um, four mainly, I think it is, and then Stylage. I think I used XL the other day. That was it was it was very nice. But yeah, I don't. I haven't had a. Um, I, I sort of haven't. I think. I think when I was with Kelly, we used Chroma. Mm-hmm. I think it was. Yeah. But yeah, I yeah, I guess I guess once you when you do enough of it. Um, and you use enough different products, and you get to, then you can sort of look at the intricacies of what makes one better than the other. But at this stage, they're, they're working for me. So, have you found even in your early sort of experiences, you know, you got a Chroma, Tioxane, a Stylage, like sure they all work and they're, they're valid products. But have you sort of favoured one of the syringes, or like the fact that one is easier to squeeze, or have you not yeah, really thought that? Yeah, the Stylage syringes and they're, they're a bit big for. I mean, I've got big hands but they're they are a bit big mm-hmm. um yeah i yeah i probably did prefer the um the tioxane one just for how it felt and and the product like i don't i can't really probably articulate why but i yeah um yeah just but yeah okay it's just it's a little bit too dear no it's a, it's a valid reason yeah. what, what do you think about yeah. the you know for for your injectors and your mentees like mm. when they're juggling cost versus perceived quality Oh, that's a that's a really good question. I mean, I think that most of the products that are on the market are all of fairly decent quality. I don't think we've got any real duds. Yeah. Other than that one that tried to get snuck through that wasn't oh. approved yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I think all the products we, we've got here are of high quality. So I think it just comes down to what your preference is. I know like, you know, if some have got like a more difficult or higher extrusion force. I know mm. that, you know, some people like the feel of others or – but. I honestly think the products that we all have here, whether they be, you know, Xeomin, Disport, Botox, you know, Latibo, you know, all, I think they're all great. I think it just comes down to, you know, potentially, you know, what are your patients requesting? And I think that because your patients are pretty naive to all this, it doesn't really matter. They're just happy that yes. there's someone there that's actually providing these service, whereas maybe more so in, in the city where we've got patients that are more experienced and more educated in these treatments, they might be demanding certain brand names. So I think that kind of sometimes yeah. drives what people's expectations are. Um, but I think yeah. from what I understand, although I'm not a doctor or a scientist, I think that, you know, HA to a certain a certain point 
um, is HA, and I think we've got a, a pretty robust regulatory system here. So I think if you're if you're a safe injector and you understand your anatomy, you can probably achieve, and I'm probably getting lots of hate from people like this, I think you can probably achieve a comparable result. An experienced injector or a quality injector should be able to get a comparable result with any product that they use on the Australian market. That's just my... Yeah, I, yeah. I, I agree. It, you know, We're not Europe with 200 yeah. plus brands of HA with a v- much um, poorer, if you like, regulatory... Yeah standard where you kind of don't really know what the hell's in that yeah. syringe <laughs> that would i mean that really would terrify me but um yeah I, I think all the brands are good that we have here yeah and i think the ones you've chosen as you said they're, they're cost effective they work i mean the zim is obviously a, a major win for you because you know that cold chain mm-hmm. can become a bit of a nightmare on those yeah. on those long journeys i mean it's coming from from sydney so i don't even know how long that would take to do they fly it or they drive it out there do you know i have I no think, idea I, don't, I actually don't know i think it's toll but i don't know yeah. i've got no idea yeah. I'll put it in drones soon and I'll fly it across. That'll, that's where we've really got something. I would be amazed, and I can't speak from, from fact here, that they don't have at least one or two um, you Maybe know, it comes from factories. Brisbane. Maybe it comes from Brisbane. Oh, Certainly if you're in Western Australia. I don't know. I really don't know. Crazy. Who yeah, knows? it is crazy. Um, you, you mentioned, you know, fly-in, fly-out injectors and, and stuff like that. So what, what's your experience or what have you seen? What sort of stuff happens where you live or, or oh no i just i don't think anyone's ever done it here mm-hmm. i think i think roma now has um a permanent injector but i know i see there's another injectables um clinic that i've seen on social media that they like they put up you know st george roma yeah. and they put up the dates so they're yeah. like my assumption is that they're just there's like clinic dates in different towns so my assumption is it's flying fly out mm. um um, yeah, so I don't. I think Roma now has has a has a permanent one, but there is also this other company that are sort of going in and out. Um, yeah, I think a lot of a lot of places have that sort of a setup, whether it's someone that drives from two hours away or whether it's someone that you know travels from further. But yeah, um, a lot of a lot of the places, um, not so much the smaller places out past us, but a lot of the other. Um, you know, bigger towns like, you know, like Roma or maybe Miles, Chinchilla, all these sort of places um, along the way to Brizzy. I think that a lot of them have had that type of a setup. Mm. Um, yeah, but yeah. It's, it's not not something that I want to do. But And um, in terms of complementary businesses that are in the, your area, so like other, I know you've, uh, there's a lady that does beauty, did you say, in the place that you're in? Massage. Oh, massage, massage, sorry, massage. And so do you have any sort of, beauty salons that do skin treatments, sort of hair salons. I'm just trying to think about ways in which you could potentially could network. We've got, yeah, yeah. we've got a hair salon just yeah. like a couple of doors down and, and yeah. um, they're amazing. Like they only just, they moved to town. Like they're from Brisbane. They used to work right. in a Tommy, Tommy Guns in Brisbane and they right. um, had a tree change and moved out here. And she, yeah, she's really good. She's all about like, she calls it our little self-care corner here. Um, so, yeah, I know she's always really good at promoting um, the service. Uh, there used to be facials at another. There's a few hairdressers in town. We've got a few of them. Um, but I don't. There used to be someone did facials at one of the hairdressers, but I don't think they do anymore. Um, yeah, not. There's not a lot. There's not a lot of it. Yeah, because that's that's you know sometimes a nice a nice way to sort of cross pollinate clients yeah, or patients yeah. rather yeah, is no. to sort of yeah but if you don't have many of those it's makes it a bit tough yeah what do you think about some old school marketing leaflets flyers potentially I mean things that. People in the city just go piss off, like not interested. <laughs> they tend to work in sort of 
lower population areas. So mm. some of the, as you said, the old, the old school tried and tested marketing strategies yeah. might be more effective than trying to it do really them. Is, but it really is. Word of it's, mouth. It's yeah. honestly mainly word of mouth. Yeah. Like it, um, yeah. Slow burn. And I have the benefit of, you know, I, I'm pretty well known in town because I've been here for so long and yeah. a lot of people see me at the hospital, see me at the clinic. Yeah. Um, but even that, like a few people when I started, they were like, I'll let you just get going for a bit and just <laughs> <laughs> make sure there's no one around here looking really weird. And then I might come. There's a lot of people that are like, Oh, I, I do want to I do want to come and see you. It's it's just gently, gently, maybe. Yeah. You yeah. haven't decided to do like a, a baby and Botox deal. You know, you deliver the baby and then and then you do mum's <laughs> no. gross feet after breastfeeding. Mom in, <laughs> I let mum and breastfeed. No, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> oh, fair enough. So you've sort of said you know you don't have an ambition to do this every day, but where, where do you see yourself in five, ten years time? What what where's well, this going to um, go? Well, maybe let's just yeah, add into that. If the demand was there, sorry to sort of hijack Jake's question because that's what yeah. I did. Um, is, is, you know, if, if things continue to get busier, like just say in a, in a year from now, you've got twice as many people. Are you, I yeah. mean, if you had to make a decision to, you know, keep the number of days in the hospital or to meet the demand in your cosmetic side, where would you kind of go with yeah, it? Sorry, um, just, yeah. Look, I, I can't, I can't, at this stage, I can't see myself ever going righto. By Queensland Health, um, this, doing this full time, but yeah, it might like I, my aim right now. Like as already, it's it was one day a fortnight now in January, and that and because it has just slowly been a slow burn. You know, in January it'll be one day a week, mm. and then yeah, potentially could take up two to three um, days a week. But yeah, I don't. It's just it's just that. Yeah, I, I'm just going to see how it. Yeah, I don't well, know, to put I don't, you on the spot, is it because you love to put you on the spot and maybe force you to answer the question a bit better <laughs> is it because you love midwifery or is it because you're scared no, that you're not gonna be busy i don't busy? practice mid anymore um i don't know oh, sorry I'm, um, I'm practitioner. yeah um there's a few look i get frustrated with queensland health um mm-hmm. and like i you know i can get really i can get like working you know for the um public health system can be very frustrating at yes. times but it's working out here is very different to working in bigger hospitals. Like we got a we got a awesome community, um, community of nurses and medical colleagues. Like even as a nurse practitioner, you know, without the I wouldn't have got the support that I have here in other areas. Like they they're just it's an amazing team to be a part of. Um, I love the like the patients. Like I've got on a on a Tuesday, usually the day where I sort of do chronic disease. That's a day where I go and do home visits on a heap of my elderly clients. Like I've got. Like I think three or four 91, 92 year olds who are still at home. You know, I just go and see them at home so they don't have to come to um to the clinic. And if they need a script, I'll do the script. If they need blood taking, I'll take their blood. Like that, I I love that. I find it very rewarding. Mm. Um, like it doesn't sound it's not doesn't sound like you know life saving or crazy adventurous stuff to a lot of people. But I I love that. I get a lot out of it. Um, so I do. Yeah, I do. There's I I don't know if I and and. I love my Queensland Health Super Balance is the other thing. That uh, I yeah. <laughs> Pension so, for um, those abroad. I'm really money hungry, don't I? I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's it's a long time to be working um, for Queensland Health and it's, you know, I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't, I couldn't, I honestly can't give you a straight answer because I don't, at this stage, I do enjoy what I do mm-hmm. um, and I enjoy this as well and I'm enjoying seeing this build and learning all these new things. So it's just going to be, yeah. it's going to have to be an assessment every, you know. Yeah. 
yeah, six well, months or whatever, depending well, on what's happening. Yeah, it'll be good at some stage to to check back in and maybe a year from mm. now and see how things have progressed for you. I was going to ask you though, how, how do you how have you priced yourself? Like, how have you worked out how much you're going to charge people? Because you don't have any competition. <laughs> no. How, yeah, how have you gone um, about that? Jubay set a price. They they give us a price guide that they say not to go sort of within ten percent either way of. Um, yeah, I um, I don't. I haven't. I sort of can't decide on what. Just like if I was ever. I don't, and I don't know. And this is the other thing. Like I think we've spoken about it on that WhatsApp mm. chat. It's very hard taking money from people. I find it. I find that very hard, particularly yeah. when I've never had to do it before. So, um, like, and I, I know I had saw someone once about skinny stuff, and I put all the stuff together she was going to buy, and then when I saw what it was, I mean, she didn't react. But when I saw what it was, I was like, oh, that's. Oh, that's so, oh well. You could put this back, or you could put. And I was like, <laughs> and then I went home, and I'm like, "You're a dickhead!" Like, stop it. Like, she didn't care. Why do you care? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's this. That's been the biggest thing for me. Is like, Nikki, you know, they wouldn't be here if they didn't want to. Like, it's yeah. I don't, but I struggle a lot with that. So, um, but I think most prices are pretty well standard in regards to any wrinkle and Scylla. Um the profile, I haven't, I haven't done any at, at, um, at a retail price yet. But yeah. Jake will go, what? But I was thinking of setting it at like, I don't know, seven fifty, which I know Jake will go, that's way too cheap. Look, but I also have to. You'll make some money. But, (laughs) I mean, if I was you, the way I would look at it is it's an eight-hour drive that way or a six-hour drive that way where you pay me a hundred more dollars just to stay here. Let's go down on petrol. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, Yeah. um, No, it's, um, well, and, and you do, like, I mean, I don't have the overheads that I can imagine you guys, that you guys in the city yeah. have. Yeah. Um, and it is just a little bit more conservative. Like, it just, I don't know. Um, I, but I still haven't sold. I haven't had anyone ask for it and sold it at a at a um, retail price yet. So I haven't really engaged. <laughs> but I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's really, it's tricky. Um, but I think everything else, um, I mean, I yeah, I think everything else, I, I'm sort of around what Jubay recommends we charge so. Do you mind me asking sort of how, how you do price the toxin? Is it per unit or do you have a package? Or? No, it's most people come in um, for um, the three-area upper face, like has been the most popular, and that's four ninety nine. Okay. And it's usually 50 units. Okay. Um, and then, and yeah, for frown, like for 10 units, say forehead, I think it's, I think it's usually like 100, like that works out to be $10. Like I don't, honestly, again, sure. they just gave me a and I've just gone, oh, yeah, um, yeah. And I've, and, I've, and I've had a few people back for top-ups, but yeah. it's only ever been like a couple of units here and there. And, again, because yeah. I am who I am, it's been like, oh, that's just, just yeah. It's a good and, exercise. And a bit, yeah. Sorry, I was going to say it's a good exercise for any injector. I mean, David yeah. could speak to this, but just have a spreadsheet of, of all of your most popular things. So one mil, two mil, three mil, four mil, thing of profilo, and, I don't know, 40 units, 50 units of Botox, or however you do it. Yeah. And then write down your RRP price and your cost price, and just look at what you're making. Just like look at yeah. it, and then you'll you'll kind of be able to eyeball: is it, is this enough? Is this good enough? Yeah. Uh, is this worth it? Um, yeah. But I, I feel like many injectors probably don't know those numbers yet until no. they actually write it down. What What do you think? In terms of trying how to set your price or your margins, well, just to sort of get people to understand actually what they're earning. Yeah, and as, as I said, we've 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 all just sort of been travelling along in this industry for for so long with such great margins, and the bank account's always been full, so no one's really paid super close. Not when I would say nobody, 
many people haven't been paying a lot of attention to it. I think it's as a bare minimum, you know, as, as a business owner, I think you need to understand what your average gross margin is on all of your products. I mean, all of them are going to be different. Yeah. yeah. Um, but as Jake said, create a spreadsheet, you know, what you buy for, what you sell it for, you know, including like any consumables and, and just have a rough idea and then you can work out what your average is. Um, yeah. Should be able to at least understand what a P&L sheet is and what all those numbers mean and what a balance sheet means. You don't have to be, you know, a savant or an accountant, but just to have a like a moderate or entry-level degree of understanding of what all these figures mean so that when you sort of make X amount of dollars per week, you can just, you know, quickly in your mind work out how much of that is going to end up in your pocket. Mm. Um, <laughs> and especially what I've seen a lot lately over the last sort of 12 to 24 months is that people haven't really been keeping their prices in line with inflation. So people yeah. have been like reticent to increase their prices because they don't want to alienate their patients. We meanwhile all their costs have gone up and you just see the margins. You look at the, you know, you look at their profitability over the last couple of years and you just see these margins just dropping mm. because they haven't kept them in line with the cost of living. And I think, you know, particularly yeah. someone like yourself that comes from the public healthcare system where people get everything for free, it's a really difficult sort of paradigm shift to mm. be charging people what is considered a fairly significant amount of money for a luxury. Yeah. Yeah. kind of treatment. I mean, they're not going to die if they don't get Botox. Well, depends who you ask. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's not life-threatening. So I, I think that's part of the thing. There's like probably an element of guilt there a little bit Yeah, potentially. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's a danger that, you know, to see two, three, four patients a day, I don't know if they're paying cash. Many do in rural areas. And you sort of look at it and go, wow, this is like the best day ever, but you forgot what you spent on the cost. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I see a lot of that, or I used to see a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. And yes. You've got all the other expenses, your insurance, and you are, you're assuming you're using like a CRM system as well, and so all mm. these things kind of signed out. What CRM system are you using, by the way? Like your software um, for your booking patients? Uh, yeah, software. Um, timely. Oh, great. And so, so people, media, yeah. yeah, yeah, and you, it's all online. Everyone sort of books in online, and do you take yeah. deposits and yeah. things you like get that? The, you get, I get the odd one that uh, I, I, I got feedback the other day from someone that she was talking to a few people at the dentist while they're all waiting at the dentist and they said it wasn't that easy to to fight but I don't know if they're on like if they're not on social because I don't have a website yet mm. yeah um so if they're not on social media that's the only place where I've got my like book link to book you know yeah um, so yeah but if that's the case people usually will message or ring me and then I'll just book it for them yeah but yeah, yeah. fair enough probably did it probably next thing would be to get a website even if it's a very basic one yeah. yeah, I think that doesn't have to cost yeah. a lot of money, and it just because not a lot of people have, you know, not everyone has social media these days. Or, yeah, it's be, almost like a, yeah. a digital business card in a yeah. way. It's just like, yeah. I'll go here yeah. and have have a look at it's kind like of what hub, I do, like a hub, like yeah, yeah. Um, or the other thing that you could do, it sort of acts as like a mini website. Is sign up. I mean, I use one called Solo. It's a link that lives at the bottom of your Instagram. And then within there, mm -hmm. you can have a whole bunch of information like pricing and I don't know where you are and whatever you want to put up there, but it's not necessarily running a website. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. So that, that's kind of a nice, easy way to mix having a bit more than Instagram, but not having a website. Yeah. Entry, entry level. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've done a little twist on our outro questions. Oh, you've changed for them. Injector All right, okay. Well, because so one, we've already asked about favorite toxin and filler. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, we've already done that. But okay. two, this is kind of a, <laughs> for, for 2024, okay. a little it's, bit of a change. Okay. Um, I'm fairly sure we know the answer to this. How many vascular occlusions, or, or let's add complications, <laughs> have you had? Are you 
trying to jinx me? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. You know, I, I, you know. Often we have very experienced injectors on, and I feel like it's important to talk very real. Honestly, yeah. And many people assume that you know they're the only one who's ever had a vascular occlusion, which is bullshit. I've had three, so yeah. I think you've had zero. Well, I'm fairly sure you've no, had zero. No. But any other complications? I um, I I had uh, lips. I just did last at my last clinic last Friday. Um, when I injected the top left side, there was a flash of white, um, and I shit my pants. Um, <laughs> that, is that the technical term? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> so I'm. Um, but anyway, then the cap refill time was really brisk and kept monitoring it. And like, I'm not. I, I'm. I don't know. Like again, in my limited experience, when I sort of part of me was like, oh, I think that that can happen. But then part of me was like, but isn't that always a sign of a of a VO when you get a flash of white and then it goes away. But anyway, um, her cat brutal time stayed brisk. She had a little bruise there the next day and she know, like I we went through all the aftercare in even more detail than normal, which is normally sort of pretty detailed anyway. Yeah. Um, and yeah, nothing nothing bad came of that. But yes, it's 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 your guts just drop, don't they? Like they just they just your heart falls. Like it's it's not like like I can't imagine what it's like to be you know, and it's and it's again like you deal with. I've dealt with emergencies plenty of times, but that was like, oh my god. <laughs> anyway, that's probably, I don't know if that's the closest I've ever come, but anyway, that's um, yeah, okay, probably that. Yeah, um, any wrinkle, just more so. I've had a couple of people come back with, but and this is more so again when um, you know people say, oh, I just want a little bit in the forehead. I don't want a lot, and then you just you know you're doing like six units, and it's not enough. And then they come back and they're probably the, like they're Spocking. not spot, but they yeah. can lift like they just need more. And you just like, yeah, I should have given. I shouldn't have let you talk me into giving you six. I should have just given you. Yeah, don't yeah. be needed, don't but, be scared no. to be the expert and tell them what they need. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So next one, we've spoken about ultrasound. You don't use one, but you should potentially looking to get one in the future i think it'll be a good idea yep. when you can justify mm. the money especially because you're not going to be yes. near an emergency department and if you do get an occlusion that at least you've got some some tool there that can help you with diagnosing and and resolving yeah i, yeah. I don't know how i feel about introducing it for beginners but at the same time you're not really a beginner because you you are using ultrasound in your np world yeah. so yeah i feel like it would be pretty intuitive and easy for you um mm. Plus, because you're so remote, it could just be that ace up your sleeve that no one else has. So, yeah, yeah, Yeah. I I probably would encourage it. Um, All right. Next new question. What's been your favorite episode of Inside Aesthetics and why? Mm. (laughs) Um, I liked Dan, that Dan, um, you know, Dan, the Canadian fellow. Yeah, Dan Julian. Yeah. Down on people's names. Um, And I I actually really liked the one that you did with your friend, uh, I think it was probably a little bit of a, a contentious one, but the one with your friend who used to own LCA. Oh, Bob Ack, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <I really laughs> yeah. Like he's a maniac, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, no, I did, I did enjoy that one. Um, and um, Jubilant Julie's one was really good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and even just the fellow the other day about um, the plastic surgeon from Sydney. Oh, Perea. Uh, actually, I've read a book, but yeah. Yeah, um, he's a great guy. Yeah, you have, they're all interesting, but yeah, yeah they're probably up there. Well, I, I, that's a good reminder, actually. So obviously, Puria wrote a book, and, and we mentioned on that podcast that there's an offer yeah. to get a small discount. And there's a little bit of a stuff up in the back end that, that didn't seem to quite work. But just to remind you guys, if you did like the episode or, or want to buy the book, um, if you go to 
insideraesthetics.com forward slash offers we'll put it at the bottom um the offers there now and the discounts already applied so you can just oh, get your ia discount i think i stuffed that one up actually uh, <laughs> I'm used to it by now. I, I, did, that, <laughs> I did that today because I was trying. I went to order some um, Vitasol and I was like, oh, yeah. oh, I'm pretty sure there was a. There is, And yeah. then I was nearly going to message on the WhatsApp and I thought, no, 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 go into Patreon and there it was. So oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, I actually just find. got my delivery. Jake brought it in on the way over here. I got my <laughs> delivery turned out today. Just thrown outside. I was like, oh, that's going to go missing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, all right, last question. And we'll maybe give you a bit of time to think of this one. I think this is an interesting one. I got this inspiration from the Diary of a CEO podcast. Stephen Bartlett, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Can you leave a question for our next Injector Diaries guest? Can be anything. Could be philosophical about injecting um, when what they, their favorite food is. Anything. Yeah, the first time they shit their pants. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask me that because I just had the gastro bucket. So oh, don't right. Ask me that. <laughs> <laughs> never, um, never trust a fart on. when you have gastro, Nikki. Never. <laughs> no, it could be something no. that you want to know the answer to, and then when you listen, you'll you'll get your answer. Maybe. Oh gosh, this, that's a hard question for on the spot. Don't worry, we'll let it this time out so you can have a little think. It's okay. <laughs> okay, so what um, what device have you added into your clinic that has been the most beneficial, both to patients and that you found has been financially viable? Great question. Perfect. I like that. Great. Yeah, very That's good. That's actually a very common question that yeah. crops up in our Patreon yeah. chats. So. And we've just done a couple of... Um, webinars with a couple of device companies talking about their new pieces of equipment so there's a yes. lot of discussion around devices at the moment so in yeah. fact this friday's podcast is also about a device the trilift yes so that i'm actually having treatment on friday so i'm going to film and put on the patreon well, that'd yeah. be fun yeah all right well, i look you forward to seeing that me. yeah well sounds like you put your hand up for lots of stuff don't you? i do i yeah. do <laughs> why not the king of collagen well nikki thank you it's been <laughs> lovely to talk and get to know you um I hope it all goes well. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's yeah. our pleasure. And um, yeah, keep in touch and let us know how it's all going. Um, if you've got any you know, injecting questions, sh shoot them to me. I'm happy to try and help you. So yeah, or yeah. business stuff, sure. It's fun to learn about Charleville. Um, yeah. Maybe we'll go one day. You never know. <laughs> IA, IA on tour. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever go out to Birdsville for Birdsville races or the big red bass, then you'll come through Charleville. So yeah. that's an experience too. If you ever go out there, but oh, you guys would probably fly. You're probably a bit fancy than we are. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, us British people, eight-hour eight drives is just its never been on our, on our radar ever, which is just, it's not possible, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. So, long sailing journeys, though. Yeah, but I get seasick, so I've never done that either. <laughs> Anywho. Um, I remember when I lived in, um, in Gundawindi, there was a, a fella there from um, New Zealand, and I said I was travelling back home. I said, I'm just going home for the weekend to Charleville. And he said, how long is that? And I said, six hours. He said, you could drive across New Zealand in six hours. Yeah. And I said, yeah, yeah, you're driving across <laughs> southwest Queensland in six hours. So, yeah, it's, a big, it's a big area. It is. It's That's big, crazy. Big space. All right. Well, good luck with it all, and we shall be, be in touch soon. Thanks, guys. All right. Take care. Thanks. Thanks, Nick. Bye. For our latest news, follow us on Instagram at Inside Aesthetics Podcast. If you want to get in touch with myself or David, follow us on Instagram as well at Dr. Jake Sloan and David underscore Inside Aesthetics. Join our IA Patreon platform for invaluable business and injectable education. Get access to our global community of like-minded professionals, live and interactive Zoom sessions, hints and tip videos, webinars, and more. Head over to www.insideaesthetics.com forward slash Patreon for more information.